Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Hello, how are you? I am, oh, tickety-boo. It's Saturday, it's the weekend. My only gripe with this weekend is that I have an extra child tonight staying over for a sleepover. Oh, my goodness, goodness me. So, what's been happening? Anything exciting? Anything good? No? Oh, well, I've got exciting. I'm growing mushrooms. I haven't planted any mushrooms, but for some unknown reason, I keep growing them. And I thought that maybe a packet of my seeds might have got mixed up um, with mushroom seeds because they kept growing um and then they die and then they'd grow and then they die um so every morning i'd come down and in um my little pot that i've grown some flowers in um there were also about five mushrooms um and i couldn't understand where these mushrooms were coming from and i thought maybe some of the seeds the flower seeds that i think they they got mixed up in the shop and they're not flowers at all they're mushrooms and then about an hour after I got up they would have they would die and I think uh, or I thought it was because mushrooms like to grow in the dark and the damp and of course they're right next to the radiator so they're um (laughs) they're obviously a bit warm (laughs) a bit hot but also because the sun glares in at them um because they're by the window uh maybe the sun was killing them so but i thought well it's probably best because i can't pick them and eat them because i don't know what kind of mushrooms they are so then this morning i got up and i have mushrooms growing in my sunflower pots and in my pea pots so it can't be the seeds because i didn't plant the flower seeds in there so it must be in the soil in the compost that i bought there must have been some rogue mushroom um seed things (laughs) and now they're growing um and yeah it's a bit bit annoying really because i'm i don't know whether they're sort of being um pulling the the goodness out of the soil um so yeah very strange never in my life has this happened i plant things every year and never has this happened (laughs) i won't be buying the uh compost from there anymore definitely um so uh right today well it's saturday it's also the 18th of March. Now, it's also Penny's birthday today. So, Penny, you are five and you're in Australia. Uh, so, happy, happy birthday. And I hope you have the best day ever lots and lots of presents everything you want um and just have an amazing day 
and lots of cake because that's what we like to hear about on birthdays. Lots and lots of cake. <laughs> so um, I hope you have a lovely cake, a really nice, nice one. My little girl had um, like a big cake with rollos on the top. <laughs> um i'll post a picture of it on facebook before it was eaten because it's all been all gone now um anyway happy birthday penny um and just have the best best day uh so we had a riddle yesterday and it was from uh Ru ruhan 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 hopefully um as i say i hope that i got it right and it was three girls. There were three girls living in a bungalow. The first was getting ready for a date. The second was getting ready for a party. And the third was sitting on the stairs. The one getting ready for the date went into the kitchen and found their dad dead. <gasps> But who killed the dad? Which one of them? Well, did you get it? The one sitting on the stairs. Why? How do we know this? Because it was a bungalow. There were no stairs in a bungalow. So she was fibbing about where she was. Oh. <gasps> Well done, Ruhan. That was amazing. Thank you so much. Oh, Ruhan. I, I really wish that I could hear that name so that I could say it um, and know that I was saying it right. Um, but today we have another and this one is by from Jonathan. So, Jonathan, um, what... What was it? Bear with me. Can't read my own writing. What loses its head every morning but gets it back at night? Ooh. Ooh, the headless horseman. No? I don't know. Well, think about it. Ooh. Well, tomorrow we will find out the answer. And now we are going to have a fun fact. Now, yesterday we were talking about, oh, excuse me, um, earthquakes and the Richter scale and how many people it would jump, take to jump up and down all at the same time, blah, blah, blah. Well, today we are going to find out which of these materials has been used to build an earthquake-proof building. And the options are A, hay, B, cardboard, C, sand, or D, jelly. I'd love it to be jelly. I really would. <laughs> I don't know what the answer is. But I'm going to go with the fact that jelly possibly isn't going to be a building. You can't really live in a building of jelly, can you? 
Anyway, let's find out. Have you ever noticed that the buildings that topple over in an earthquake are not always the ones you'd expect? For example, sometimes a quake will cause lots of medium-sized buildings to crumble to the ground, while the short ones and the skyscrapers are left standing strong. It's a bit weird, isn't it? You see, what determines whether a building will collapse in a quake is partly what it's made of. But it's also due to the building's resonant frequency. And this is the number of times each second that a building likes to wobble on, wobble at, sorry. But hang on, what do I mean a building likes to wobble? What? Frequency equals number of times something happens per second. Okay, so pretty much everything has a resonant frequency that, given half the chance, it likes to wobble at, including your dog, like a collie wobble. <laughs> Sorry. This is why if you push your little sister on a swing, she'll keep on swinging back and forwards the same number of times each second, no matter how hard you push her. Try it next time you're in the park. Give her a push, then time how long it takes for her to swing back to you. It should always be the same amount of time between each swing. That's the time that particular swing prefers to swing for. And it's pretty hard to make it swing any other way. Now, tall or long things prefer to take longer to wobble or swing than short or small things, so they complete fewer swings each second. They are said to have a lower resonant frequency. Ever noticed how the long arm in a grandfather clock takes longer to swing backwards and forwards than the short arm in a cuckoo clock? Resonant frequency means number of times something naturally vibrates or swings per second. Okay, so imagine there's a big plate on a table and on it are three jellies. One is an enormously tall jelly perhaps as big as a welly, <laughs> a welly jelly. Another is a medium-sized jelly, the size of your face. And the third is a wee little jelly, only as big as a marshmallow. Now, give that table a little jiggle and you'll probably notice that the tall jelly starts to sway slowly back and forth. The middle one does a rather dignified wobble while the little one does a frenetic little booty shaking jiggle. Just like swings, <clears throat> excuse me, just like swings, the shorter the jelly, the higher its resonant frequency and the more frantic its natural wobble is. 
Next time you're eating jelly, wait until you take a mouthful and see how fast it wobbles on the spoon. Now, if you quickly, carefully, sorry, pick up the jelly plate and slowly move it back and forwards, you'll find a pace at which your movements match the preferred sway frequency of the big jelly. The big jelly will start to sway much more than it did before. That's because your the jelly is picking up energy from your frequency matched plate movements and is really starting to move now. This is called resonance. Resonance explains what happened when people started accidentally walking over the Millennium Bridge in London at the same pace that the bridge naturally, naturally preferred to wobble at. It suddenly started swinging wildly from side to side and had to be closed. It was picking up energy and resonating. So, what's all this got to do with earthquakes? Well, earthquakes cause the ground to shake and wobble back and forth. Just like when you were wobbling the jelly plate. The frequency of the ground wobbles or vibrations depends on what type of rock it is made from. Hard Bedrock likes to vibrate at high frequency, while soft sediments naturally vibrate at much lower frequencies. And just like jellies, tall buildings like to wobble at a lower frequency than short buildings. So, if an earthquake shakes the ground at the same frequency as the building built above it likes to wobble at, well, the building gets a whole load of energy and does a lot of crazy wobbling until sometimes the walls break and crumble to the floor. So, quakes on rocks that like to wobble at medium frequencies will only cause medium height buildings to collapse. The small ones and skyscrapers will be just fine. How weird. So, one way to help to protect a building from an earthquake is to try to make sure that the building's natural wobble frequency, well, it's resonant frequency really, is not the same as the resonant frequency of the rocks it's built on. And the other important factor is what the building is made of. Now you'd think, think, that something strong like concrete would be best for buildings. But actually, this isn't always the case. Concrete might be strong, but it's also really heavy. And this isn't great when it comes to wobbling. You see, heavy things have got lots of 
inertia. They don't like getting going, but once they're moving, it's pretty hard to stop them. It's a bit like a rhino on a skateboard. <laughs> Wee! And I wouldn't like to get in the way of that skateboarding rhino, would you? That means that once heavy concrete built buildings start wobbling, they'll really wobble and it'll be pretty hard to stop them. And not only that, but if they do crash down, they'll cause an awful lot of damage. It turns out that the best types of materials when it comes to safer wobbling are slightly flexible materials like wood. Wood may not seem particularly flexible, but you can really tell the difference if you throw a brick and a log at a wall. Which one will do the most damage? You might also have noticed that you can bounce on a tree branch. Wooden floorboards can stretch and creak and so can wooden walls. This means that wooden buildings can withstand a lot more shaking and wobbling before they collapse than concrete buildings can. And if they do collapse... Wooden walls will absorb more of the energy of the quake and so will do far less damage as they fall. I mean, would you rather a brick or a log fell on your head? I mean, ideally, neither, obviously. But can we go one step better than wood. Well, let's find out. In 2013, a Japanese architect was asked to come up with a design for an earthquake-resistant church. Naturally, he decided to make it out of cardboard. What? You see, this architect was well known across the world for designing cardboard buildings. The design he came up with involved 98 giant cardboard tubes coated with a waterproof substance called polyurethane with wooden beams for reinforcement all under a waterproof roof. This cardboard church was erected in Christchurch, New Zealand. So all my New Zealand listeners, I need to know whether you have been there or seen it. Ooh. Its walls are so light and flexible that they're much safer than concrete should an earthquake strike. Not only, though, is the flexible cardboard far less likely to snap and collapse, but even if it did, it would do l so much less damage to pe the people inside 
than having concrete come crashing down around them. This crazy creation is even fireproof, rainproof and big enough to hold 700 people and is predicted to last at least 50 years. Wowzers! So the answer is B. Cardboard has been used to build an earthquake-proof building. So it turns out that cardboard might be stronger than you think. But could thinking actually make you stronger? Well, tomorrow we will find out more about what makes your muscles stronger. <laughs> anyway, I hope that you have the best, the best day. And I hope that um, you think maybe we could grow or build some, some I'll start again. Maybe we could build um, something made of cardboard. What do you think? Do you think we could build a, um, a big, well, not a big house, but maybe something that makes it seem as though the cardboard tower possibly will last forever what do you think i think that is a good idea so maybe today while you're not at school because it's a saturday you could build something really really good out of cardboard yeah go for it so what other day is it today apart from being Saturday, uh, apart from being the 18th of March, apart from being Penny's birthday, of course. Um, well, do you know what? It's quite a lot of different days today. But there are two things that are edible on this list of days. And both things I have, I've heard of, but I've never tried. So somebody's going to have to tell me what they are like. Because I think they might be really, really nice because they sound it. But I've never tasted them. So today is National Sloppy Joe Day. So again, I've never tasted it, but they sound so nice. They're some kind of sandwich, I believe. Um, and, 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 um... It's also National Corn Dog Day. Again, never tasted one. Heard of them, but never ever tasted them. So, somebody try and tell me whether they taste nice. Because <gasps> they look like sausages, but they're not sausages, are they? Look like hot dogs. Not hot dogs. No, corn dogs. Anyway, it's also... National Awkward Moments Day. So it doesn't matter if you you have a little awkward moment today because that's the day to have them. 
And it's Global Recycling Day. So make sure you recycle everything today. You're supposed to anyway, but if you don't, start doing it today. Uh, what else? Companies that care day. So people who are at work, um, are hopefully everybody works uh, for a company that cares. Um, I am very lucky my company does care. I work for the NHS and the NHS is probably one of the best, best companies to work for. Um, even though they're grossly underpaid, <laughs> um, but they are a fantastic company to work for. Um, so, oh, and if your mum and dad have done anything to upset you or make you cross or anything at all, it is forgive mum and dad day today. So whatever they've done, it doesn't matter. You Make sure you forgive them today. Go on. Give them all a hug. Yeah? Go for it. <laughs> um, it's National Quilting Day today, uh, which is people that craft a lot. I've tried it. I couldn't get into quilting. Um, but that's possibly because I'm not that good at sewing. Um, I can sew my knitting up together and that's probably about it. Um, and I can do cross stitch and embroidery, but not actual sewing properly. Um, but I'm very, very jealous of people who can. Absolutely. Um, and it's also uh, it's multiple sclerosis day today or week. Sorry. No, it's not. It's month. Mon multiple sclerosis awareness month. Um, now, multiple sclerosis is um, shortened to MS and um, you're supposed to be wearing orange this, this month um, to show awareness. Um, MS is what I have, um, so it's very dear to my heart, although I don't like orange, so possibly not. It doesn't suit me. <laughs> So I don't actually don't actually wear, don't have anything orange to wear. But um, so, yeah, it is a cause that it is very close to my heart. Um, and it is something that we should make sure people are aware of because it's could be described as an invisible illness or invisible disability. Um and we do need to make more people aware that uh, if you do suffer with MS, um, there are a lot of things that you can't do um, or that it gets harder to do as the disease goes on, uh, as the illness. I don't know, really know what to call it, an illness, I suppose. Um, so anyway, it is MS, Multiple Sclerosis. Awareness Month. So there you go. Now you know a little bit more about multiple sclerosis. <laughs> anyway, I thought with we would read the uh, next chapter of Daisy and the Trouble with 
vampires. And it's the last chapter in this book. We're finishing all our books today um, because we're going to be finishing the Famous Five later on today as well. So, oh, I do have to thank Kaylee, uh, Kaylee and um, her mummy who have donated through uh, through. Um, oh what's it called uh buymeacoffee.com uh donated towards the book fund uh so thank you so much it is just you cannot imagine how much i appreciate it because um the books dry up at some point and then i have to go and buy more have to get more and we do i have had i've been quite lucky with people donating to this book fund um so i've been able to get keep getting books uh at the moment so thank you very much kaylee anyway chapter 23 which is the last one in the trouble with vampires and i do have another daisy book to read already uh so the trouble with building halloween defenses is you can never be totally sure you've done enough. It was 27 seconds to midnight when I finally dived under my bed covers last night and quarter past nine when I finally plucked up the courage to pull back my covers and peep out again this morning. The first thing I noticed was I was still alive. <laughs> I still had all my blood in me, which meant a vampire hadn't got me. I wasn't covered in cobwebs, which meant I hadn't turned into Fernando. I hadn't been got at by a zombie or a werewolf or a ghost, which meant my Halloween defences had totally worked. If only I'd had time to tidy up before my mum woke up too. Morning, Daisy, she said, stopping to wave to me on her way to the loo and then rubbing her eyes. Oh no, Daisy, you haven't, she said, looking in the toilet. Oh no, Daisy, you haven't, she said looking into my bedroom. Oh, no, Daisy, you haven't, she said, looking down the stairs. Oh, no, Daisy, you haven't, she said, going downstairs and into the kitchen. Uh, trouble is, I had. The trouble with thinking my mum is turning into a witch is I had had to put all of her undercover wands down the toilet. So the spatula, the toothbrushes, um, all sorts of things went down the toilet. The trouble with defending myself against vampires is I didn't have any garlics. Um, so I had to use gravy granules instead. So I sprinkled no entry in my bedroom. 
on the floor in gravy granules. The trouble with defending my wardrobe against the hooli hooli man is hammer and nails would have been too noisy, so I had to use sellotape instead. So I sellotaped the front of the wardrobe up. And the trouble with needing a feather duster made of golden dodo feathers is mm, I had to use golden syrup instead. So I dunked the feather duster in the tin of golden syrup. And the trouble with defending myself against werewolves is I didn't have any silver bullets. So I had to put silver foil on the stairs instead. And the trouble with defending myself against haunted tea towels is I didn't have the right colour pegs. So I gunged them with my mum's liquid tabs instead. And the trouble with fighting gunge with gunge is I couldn't find any gunge. Um, so I had to use trifle instead. My mum did not sound very happy. Daisy! Oh, she definitely didn't sound very happy. My best tablecloth! Um, especially when she found the tablecloth that I'd nearly had to use for my Halloween costume and came stomping back up the stairs because I'd cut holes in it. Uh-oh, it's the mummy. <laughs> oh, my goodness me, that is not good, is it? Well, I don't know. So, we have a quiz. Ooh, how much can you remember from the story? So, do, 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 do. I want all answers. On a piece of paper, please. <laughs> so, here goes. We've got ten questions from this book. So, all you need to do is write the answers down. And no cheating. They've got to be right now, not fill them in later on when I give you the answers tomorrow okay so daisy's halloween quiz number one according to jack beach whistle where does the water in the school drinking fountain come from <laughs> question two what metal does Jack insist werewolves are allergic to? Mm. I don't know about you, but I'm having problems remembering. 
You might have to go back and listen to the story again. What does death, number three, sorry. What does Daisy's mum plan to cook for dinner when Nanny and Grampy come to their house? Oh, I can remember that one. (laughs) So what does Daisy's mum plan to cook for dinner when Nanny and Grampy come to their house? Number four. What type of clothing does Daisy worry a zombie might have tampered with? Ooh. And number five. As well as normal and ugly, what's the third type of ghost? Ghosties and ghoulies. Number six, what cooking ingredient does Jack tell Daisy will scare vampires away? I know that one too. (laughs) Chat, uh, question seven is, what was the hooly hooly man's real name? I know that one. Question eight. What does Daisy ask her mum to fetch from up in the loft to be part of her Halloween costume? Mm. Question nine. When Daisy carves her pumpkin... What does she decide to leave out? Ooh, can you remember? And question 10. Who does Daisy squirt with her can of silly string? Ooh. <laughs> well... Tomorrow we will find out the answers and, oh, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe you'll get them all right, maybe you'll just get a couple right, but... Maybe you'll need to listen to the whole story again just to find the answers. Who knows? (laughs) Anyway, uh, you all have the best day ever. And I will see you all again tomorrow where we will have another story. We will have more fun facts. We will have the answer to the riddle. We'll have the and another riddle. And we'll have the answer to the quiz. Oh, fun fact. Oh, fun packed, sorry. And also, I already have two birthdays for tomorrow. Wow. Oh, my goodness me. So, um, and it is Mother's Day tomorrow uh in england anyway 
don't know whereabouts else it's Mother's Day um, because I know that they have different Mother's Day sort of all over the place. So, t but tomorrow is Mother's Day here. So, um, yes, there you go. So happy Mother's Day for tomorrow for all the mummies out there. And I will see you all again tomorrow. Make sure you take care and stay safe, okay? See you tomorrow. Bye for now.